mastermind of terror. I want to play a game with Lieutenant McLean. What kind of game? Simon says. The path to revenge leads straight to John McLean. If we don't do what this guy says, he's going to blow up another public well, why me? What does he got to do with me? I have no idea. He just said it had to be you. Nice to be needed. Simon says, get to the payphone in Wall Street Station by 10.20, or the number three train and its passengers vaporize. I'm not jumping through hoops for some psycho. That's a white man with white problems. You deal with it. Where the hell are you going, McCoy? I know what I'm doing. to pound on you till you crumble. Are you aiming for these people? No. Well, maybe that mine. He wants you to dance to his tune and then kill you. Oh, dear. You don't like me because I'm white. I don't like you because you're going to get me killed. Ah! This is a bad idea. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm a New York police officer. I'm going to ask you to calmly and quietly start moving towards the other end of the car. Trust me, guys. Duck. God, they're setting off bombs. And for some reason, he's very angry with me. <laughs> this, as they say, is where the plot thickens. They knocked over the Federal Reserve. Bruce Willis, Jeremy Irons, Samuel L. Jackson. Congratulations! You're still alive. Yippee-ki-yay, mother... In a John McTiernan film, Die Hard, with a vengeance. John McClane, NYPD. Are you all right? Yes. Laundry day. what's going on living the dream got the got the lime white claw got the pod closet we got die hard three i mean i literally couldn't be happier no this is perfect yeah lime white claw hey i got some uh small batch cherry bomb from new level brewery shout out to the guys at new level brewery i know at least somebody related to the guys at new level brewery is going to hear a preview of this episode so i just want to give my shout out they make wicked beer that sounds so familiar to me i i'm wondering if i've been to that brewery because it does sound uh it's uh i get around so it's mc dan's uh brother-in-law oh okay yeah, yeah. It's, that's why i know it okay yeah. well shout out to those guys and shout yeah. out to uh their beer and yeah, you know what i guess if we have to shout out to dan yeah, shout out mc dan <laughs> 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 All right, Tuck, uh, we're back for another week of um, Die Hard with a Vengeance. And, and and who are we? Tell them who we are. We're Tuck and Rolls. We're a movie podcast by a guy that likes movies. That's me. And a movie guy. That's you. Um, yeah, and we're back. We're getting hard with a vengeance. Week three of December. All John McClane all the time. Until well, January and then different. Not, yeah, an all, this is an all John McClane podcast with Zeus this week. So um, let's do quick five-second reviews. You got you watch any movies this week other than Die Hard with a Vengeance? Yes, I watched a Christmas movie. You ready? Christmas movie review. Five seconds. Happiest season? Uh, not bad. I'd say oh, watch it. That looks really good with Kristen Stewart. Yeah, and Mackenzie Davis, that fucking badass oh. Terminator from Dark Yeah, Fate. 
She's, she is I gotta awesome. say, less ripped in this, but still pretty ripped. That's, I actually didn't realize that. I watched the trailer for it. I didn't realize that was the Terminator. Now I'm seeing it. Yeah, you're right. right. What did you watch? Five seconds. Go. Uh, I watched Hillbilly Elegy. You're right. Not great. And I watched um, Kodachrome, which was actually surprisingly touching. Predictable, but touching. Sounds familiar. Um, yeah, it's Ed Harris, Jason Sudeikis, and uh, Wanda. Sudeikis, my man. Hey, Rip to, uh, by the way, shout out Sudeikis. We talked about him when we talked about Ted Lasso, and we talked about how he's a funny guy, but he's uh, engaged to Olivia Wilde, who's like a perfect human being, and we're like, gives hope to the funny guys. Nope, rip that nope. relationship. Yeah, love is dead. No, but um, yeah, it was good. Oh, who's the ch- uh, the woman that plays uh, Emily Olsen, I think, plays Wanda? Yeah. Mm, yeah, she was in it. They were good. It was good. I would recommend that if you're looking for a look at tough family relationships versus hillbilly elegy and then i watched that, best... before the nerds email us it was elizabeth olsen elizabeth keep olsen. your emails to yourself nerds sorry uh not a movie guy so i'll <laughs> stuff you in a locker if you email me um the other one i watched was best of the best with eric roberts it's karate movie from the 80s fantastic i'd say of all the movies we talked about watch that one and speaking of the 80s not Die Hard, a man that was born in the 80s. He's back. He's the official <laughs> legal pod lawyer. We did the paperwork. He has to protect us in the court of law when we slander Eric Roberts with libel for his bad karate and best of the best. It's my brother, Kane. Welcome back to the pod, Kane. Yay. What is happening? Uh, you, uh, you've signed a legal uh, yeah, contract. You, it's um, you le- binding. You legit said that you heard the episode where we called you our lawyer. So if you heard that, that's a legal contract probably. Yeah. I guess that, yeah, that kind of... Uh, Kane, if you legally want to represent us in court, just say nothing. Editor's note, mute Kane's mic. <laughs> perfect, I think perfect. I thought, I, I thought you were going to... I thought you were going to introduce me as um, noted um, Pacific Rim truther. Oh, yeah. Also, okay, I know it's December and we're supposed no. to stay on topic, but no. fuck this guy and his <laughs> bad... Bad I was going to mention that. that you guys let me back on. I was going to mention that. The reason that we let you back on is because last time, I'm going to... We're not going to talk Pacific Rim. You're coming on again to defend your shitty take. But um, <laughs> the uh, the reason we brought you back on is because last time you and Ryan had a very touching moment where you talked about um, movies that you guys used to watch when you were kids. Like it just happened in a top three organically. Like it was a really good podcast moment. But uh, one of those movies was Die Hard with a Vengeance. So we wanted to get oh, you yeah. back on to talk about... I would... Like I, I really love the first Die Hard, but I think... This is my favorite one. I I am the same. It, yeah. it it definitely is close, and I think maybe sometimes it's a little bit of a fluid relationship. But I consider Die Hard with a Vengeance just as good as Die Hard, and and frankly, so, a different movie in a lot of ways, but so uh, familiar in, in a lot of ways. And of course, we'll talk we'll talk about that. I also think it has something to do with when I was a kid because I I distinctly remember watching this one first. Like I don't I don't remember yeah. watching the Die Hard, but I I remember watching. You know, and the Simon says, and the said simple Simon to the pieman going to the fair. I was like, oh man, this is such a good movie. Oh, that's a legit Jeremy Irons. Yeah, that was very Holy. good. Thank you. That was legit. Hey, so, you know, we're back to talk about Die Hard with a Vengeance for December. Uh, as you know, Kane's seen this movie a lot. I've seen it a lot. Tuck, would you say you've seen it a lot prior to watching it for December? Oh, oh, yeah. oh yeah. Right. 
So, you know, much like our, our, our other uh, December episodes, we're just going to get into it and we're going to start watching this. Uh, sorry, we're going to start walking through this movie and just give you the, the notes. Now, one thing I have to ask you guys is, um, well, Kane, you didn't take notes for the previous two movies, or maybe you did, but uh, I had a lot of notes for Die Hard and they were fun notes because it's a fun action movie and it was easy to come up with like good riffs and jokes. And I had a lot of notes for Die Hard 2 because that movie was pure trash and it was very bad and I was mad at it the whole time. But this movie is legitimately a very good movie and it's intriguing. It's got a lot going on that works. So it wasn't as easy to take notes. Did you guys find that as well? I found it really hard to dunk on it and a lot of my notes, because I did take notes for this one as well, are just talking about how good it was. And basically, I'm just like, it's almost like I'm just writing little cards to myself to leave saying, like, hey, remember how good Die Hard with a Vengeance was? Like, it's like it that, was really good. That SNL sketch with uh, Chris Farley. I forgot to mention this during our Die Hard episode, but do you remember that? The one with Chris Farley and Bruce Willis, where he's doing the bad movie interviews? And he goes, you remember the scene where you walked across glass? That was pretty cool, hey? <laughs> Bruce Willis goes, yeah, that was really cool. <laughs> it's such a class. I'll post it to Twitter so our viewers know what we're talking about, this 80s reference. But yeah, I, I, I felt the same thing. I didn't have any notes. I have a couple. I had an epiphany, actually. I had an epiphany. Um, I'll get into it, when we, but it's going to be at the start of the movie. So um, that was my one note that I got. Well, a very I mean, big. the yeah. start of the movie, I think the most important thing, two most important things that we have to talk about. John McTiernan is back. McTiernan, mm-hmm. director of the first Die Hard. Thank God, Reddy Harlan, never make another Die Hard ever. And the second important thing, New York City, baby. We're in the Big Apple. New York City, We're doing first it. time. First time he's in New York. McTiernan, also director of Red October, which is another movie I started this week. I just oh, that's why he didn't direct um, Die Hard 2 is because he was busy with Hunt for Red October. That's why yeah. they got Reddy Harlan instead. Hmm. I think the best part about Die Hard um, with a Vengeance, it just like starts with a bang, like, I would say yes. that this is probably one of the best opening songs ever. Like the Loving Spoonfuls, Summer in the City. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. good. So legit. And yeah. and I, I want to say that the opening crawl too is like, it's like it's like a, a sun coming up over New York, beautiful city oh. of the bridge, and then the song kicks in and it's like fucking die hard with a vengeance. Like you can like feel the heat. Yeah, they're like, you bam, can bam, feel bam. the heat. Yeah. It's it's so amazing. And it's, it's kind of, funny that I you spent... say it starts with a bang because like right in the middle of it we see this department store blow up and this first explosion I literally yelled at my wife, Look how good this explosion is. And so then I had good. to stop oh, yeah. and be like, When did this movie come out? And it it was nineteen ninety five and I wanna say that there's a couple big kinda uh, effects in this movie, a couple of explosions, couple crashes that I was like these are legit effects. Like these look great. No, they're practical. Yeah. Like most of the, the only there's only one really bad green screen, and it's at the end with the tunnel. Yeah. But most of I thought the same thing. Oh, like because yeah. even the scene after the tunnel when he shoots up out of the, that's a practical effect too. And it's like good. That, We're it's getting ahead awesome. of ourselves. I know. So it starts with a bang. I really like. Uh, it starts with a bang, and then it gets right to the and it gets to the hustle and bustle of the police district. And something that's always stuck with me is the way the police chief says FBI. It sounds like a, like an old-time newsy. He's like, we got to get the cops, the firemen, and the FBI. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cut that, and I'm going to put it in here for you, Kane. Do your best impression. We're going to line them up right next to each other. I can't remember what the full line is, but he always goes like, FBI. Alan, bomb squad, special services, state police, and the FBI. 
And you know what? Uh, right after that, too, I love, like you said, gets right to it. Terrorist calls. He's Simon, simple Simon, and he, he's already fucking with them. And you're like, oh, okay. And then, they're, you know, of course, he's like, get John McClane. And you're like, we're just doing it. We're getting right the fuck into it. Yeah, this is no, it's no, no half step in. Shout out Graham Green, Canadian. Yeah, right? big part Canadian of this movie, yeah. Northern Exposure. Yeah, um, and the so this is my this is where my epiphany happens because they flash to John McCain in the van and he's nursing a hangover, right? And the captain gives her the Colleen I can't remember her last name, but the female officer gives him four aspirins. So, in the if you recall in the first movie they did the balls the fists with your feet. That was the reason to get John McClane with no shoes. This hangover is a tie, is the fist with their feet for this movie. They put this in here just so that they can get that last scene. I think so, but I think they also put it in there because they're like, well, he's kind of a piece of shit. And like, of course, if he got suspended, he'd just be out drinking to all times of the morning, right? And I think the other thing that's so important in this is like, let's be honest, John McClane is a super cop. He's practically a superhero. The guy's done some unbelievable shit. He's a he's a heroic man that saves lives and kills bad guys. I have nothing in common with John McClane. But when this movie starts and you know he's got to go do this shit with just a fucking hangover, you're like, no, I get it, bud. Like, oh. we've been there. We know. Oh, and man. you just feel connected. <laughs> It'd be I think the problem with the, the, the hangover is such a good placement, but it's really weird that I've, I've watched this movie so many times and – Every time I'm just like, he's taking way too much aspirin. Well, he looks like absolutely like he's taking shit way too much. But like, and his then blood I, would I even be Googled so thin, so thi- so thin because aspirin thins your blood out. And then he's taking more than the recommended daily dosage, and there's a side effect to that that he's going to get some gastro gastro bleeding. I like Googled this. I was like, you got deep what's going to happen? It. Like, I went deep into it. He McLean only lives hard. He's a hard liver. He like he only has four. He's a heart. He would be fine. Like he took, he takes the two at the end. But I think, yeah, over over an eight hour period, I think he's fine with six. I don't know. I think he's, I think he's pushing the limit. By the way, we the we ended Die Hard two with him and Holly so happy and walking off into the sunset, basically. And we opened Die Hard three, and he looks like absolute shit, and yeah, he's drinking because he's suspended. And his boss is like, "Did you talk to Holly?" And he's like, "No, I didn't." What are you like, my fucking therapist? Like, just you're like. Okay, John, we're in a we're in a spot with our life, huh? He also was a cop in L.A. He mo- like, he didn't move for her. He yeah, tried it. Like so, what happened there? He just can you do that? Like if you're a cop in the states, can you just jump back and forth between precincts? Uh, I don't know about that, but I do know that if you're in your 40s, but you do go to police academy, the LAPD will hire you. Shout out Nathan Fillion's The Rookie coming back to NBC this January, season three, baby. We're Character going actor it. Nathan Finally. Fillion from Edmonton, Alberta. I was more of a fan of a castle. Castle was my jam. Okay, look, McLean is not doing well. He looks like absolute trash. He's in the back of this truck because Simple Simon, Simple Simon said to the police, "You got to get John McLean. I don't want anybody else, and you got to send him to uh, Harlem." And he's got to go do this thing. And so they're like, "We're gonna drop you off." And then we cut to the pawn shop in Harlem where we meet Sam. Pawn shop's amazing. Sam too. Jackson. Oh, he God. gives this great talk to his nephews about uh, not trying to pawn stolen uh, property from like shit bags down the road. And yeah. then you know sends him off to school, and they get no that back and forth though that back and it's forth good. between him where it ends with like, "Who do we not want to help us? Oh, white, white people. people. White people. Yeah. Who's, uh, who's they, gonna help you? Nobody. Yeah. Who's gonna, so who's gonna help you? 
We're gonna help ourselves. We're gonna help ourselves. <laughs> to be fair, I, 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 I'm not a New York White resident. People. I did visit New York once, but that doesn't make me knowledgeable. But I feel like Harlem 1995 to Harlem 2020, maybe a little different. I feel like it was maybe a little more tensions back then. Uh, granted, things are not great now. I don't know. I don't yeah, live there, would, but they've made it seem so like now. maybe it's a bad idea. And and anyways, he sends the kids to school. He walks out, and they're like. Uncle, you're gonna. There's a white man in the street. It's like I've seen that. <laughs> seen one. Not like this. And I want to. If I could just pause for a second. I listened to the first episode with Die Hard, um, where you guys talk about how he asks Al why he's working a desk I job. Shot and just a yells, I shot a kid. And I would think it'd be hilarious. We never find out why John McClane is suspended. Oh, maybe he shot a oh, kid. Maybe like, he shot a kid. Maybe he shot a kid. Whoa. Yeah, I was actually thinking that. I was like, I wonder if John shot a kid. So but. it flashes to John, and he's walking around with a sign that says, I hate the N-word. Except it doesn't say the N-word. It says the word. TBS yeah. protected everyone from this. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the so, TBS didn't show this. Everyone. They actually, um, the sign was blank, and they added the note in, because he was in Harlem, and they were like, we're not going to do that. But the sign was blank. And, yeah, um, <laughs> basically he just looks like he's standing there, uh, no shirt, no pants in his like loafers with his boxers with this sign, just looking like he needs a Gatorade so bad. <laughs> and Sam, Sam Jackson sees it and is like, oh my God. And he gets over there and he's like, bro, you're going to get fucking murdered. Like these guys down the street are going to see you and kill you. What the fuck? Yeah, yeah. And a guy in the street, what the fuck? And this big group of angry looking uh, guys comes over and, you know, they're not taking it well. No, they cut the sign off, and he's got the gun tape to the back, which is a callback from the first uh, callback. Yeah, callback to the they first. Use duct tape this time, not Christmas. Not tape. Christmas tape. The um, how you doing there, sir? I'm fine. You don't look fine. Yeah. <laughs> this is the Sam like the. This is a common theme through the whole movie that I noticed, but like the interaction between Sam Jackson and Bruce Willis is fantastic. It's great. Yeah. It's really good. It's like a buddy cop where they're not buddies. Yeah. Yeah. And, it's just they do it so well. And and Sam Sam Jackson's character is is the great thing about him is that they, you know, set you off right on the bat. Like, this guy doesn't trust white people. Rightfully so. I don't know if you guys have met white people. We don't have a great track record, just in general. So you, I think there's a lot of really good race relation statements in this movie. I oh, yeah. A couple notes of yes, them as I and, go. Yes, and you kind of like start... for something in 1995. I think they did a good profound. job. And, and part of how they do that is Sam Jackson's character you know is – he doesn't want anything to do with this white man. He doesn't want anything to do with the problems he's got. And he doesn't particularly trust him or like him, but he's a good person. And he just is trying to do the right thing for his neighborhood, right? Which exactly. is not having a dead cop out there. So the, it, it, the guys hit John with a bottle and they're about to basically fuck him up. And he's got the gun taped to his back. Sam Jackson grabs it and is like, hey, you guys all back up. He gets cut in a scuffle. And then he... Pulls over a cab, essentially, points a gun at the guy, and they, they jump in and, and take off. And this is a part that I like because they're arguing back and forth, John McClane and Sam Jackson's character. And John keeps calling him, hey, Zeus, look, hey, Zeus, chill yeah, out. Hey, so Zeus. Good. Do I look Just, Puerto Yeah, he's like, why the is... fuck do you keep calling me Jesus? And he's like, yeah, that's your name. That's what the guy calls you. And he's like, do I look fucking Puerto Rican to you? My name is Zeus. He said, hey, Zeus, Zeus, like father of Apollo, king of Mount Olympus, don't fuck with me or I'll shove a lightning bolt up your ass. And this... I'm like, did the guy think of that line? And be like, well, I gotta name this guy Zeus now. Because that's not common, but that rules. <laughs> This is like, this is my favorite line in the whole movie, right off the start. Do I look Puerto Rican to you? No, Zeus, father of Apollo, 
shove a lightning bolt up your ass if you fuck with me. Zeus. Yeah, it's really <laughs> so good. good. It's really good. And also starts. What if he ad libbed that? There's no way. So he did say that this character was the closest to his actual personality out of any of his characters. He said he had to act the least. This was uh, the part of the commentary I read or whatever. Uh, where do they go? They go to po- Police Plaza, which yeah. I've never understood that. Is that just like a, a, a – I've watched Brooklyn Nine-Nine, and they're at the 99th Precinct. No, what the is head, Police Plaza? The head uh, – I think it's where the head the yeah. head of all the precincts would be. Sure. 1PP is in – 1PP is like where the head office for the NYPD I also is. have 1PP. <laughs> <laughs> no, I watch right. a lot of SVU. Come on, so time. that's like the uh, that's like the um, uh, the badge number six nine nine one. Yeah, nice. that's a good one. That's a great scene that because it's like every cop plays their badge number or whatever. Yeah, yeah. They did talk about that in the truck when they were like basically being like, "Hey, John, how are you? Still drunk?" And uh, he asked about the lottery, who won. Hey, Ricky, you still playing your badge number six nine ninety one every week? Uh, first of all, hilarious badge, my guy. <laughs> Nailed it. Nails it. So uh, they get to uh, they get to police uh, plaza. Uh, the uh, simple Simon, the terrorist, calls again. Oh, sorry, they're talking about they're talking about the terrorist and this um crazy looking uh, psychiatrist who they bring in. That's just saying like really general shit. He's oh, just wrong. and it's like, how would you know any of this? From he's he's been on one phone call, and then he, you know the the psychiatrist is saying like. He's got an obsession with John McClane. He wants to he wants to hunt him. He wants to torture him. He wants to treat him Control badly. Him. And then eventually and, and John McClane goes, wants to undress and fuck me? Like not taking it seriously. Like it's just so over this wants to get back to bed. One of my favorite characters now comes in, fucking Charlie the Bomb guy. Oh my god. Oh, he's amazing. Yeah. Really cool stuff. Like he's definitely a man of science. Because you I can love tell that his this move is, is a... I found this large explosive device, and I'm just rolling into a crowded building with it. Well, it's banging it all over the place. He's like, it's inert. It's inert. It's inert. Doesn't yeah. work. You Tuck, you're a man mix. of science, like Charlie. Explain how the bomb works. It's like epoxy, right? You need a chemical reaction in order for it to become explosive. It's pretty. Isn't epoxy like what people like put um, around, like? Um, Christmas ornaments and stuff like that. To yeah, epoxy is like a clear like a bunch of crystals or something. It like that. it hardens into plastic. Like that's an epoxy. Like you ever see those um those videos on Instagram of guys pouring uh sort of resin into wood tables? That's what kind of yeah. epoxy looks like. It's um, green and green and white technology. You just need it to activate. Green and red. You, okay. Your fat ass broke a chair now. Red and fixed. white. And then he dips the he does the two then my when he mixes the he takes the paper clip and he dips them into both and then he throws the paper clip and blows up the Yeah, in a crowded office causes a small explosion just for shits and giggles. He just he just thinks it's so funny. But yeah, I like this guy a lot. Yeah, and this lady what does this lady yell at him? You're gonna be che- wearing that chair up your ass. Yeah. Charlie, I'm gonna shove that chair up your ass, yeah. I think is what she says yeah. or something. Yeah. Uh, and then Simon calls. And he uh, sends them to the payphone. He gives them another riddle, and then he demands that they put the Good Samaritan, Sam Jackson Zeus, on the phone. And he's basically like, hey, uh, you fucked with me. You messed up my plan. And I had a well-laid plan, and you messed with it. And what does Sam Jackson say? You can stick your well-laid plan up your well-laid ass. Up your well-laid ass. There's a lot of great lines in this. And Simon, he hangs up on them, and everybody's like, whoa, I can't believe you do that. And basically, his character's like, I don't give a fuck. Like, why am I here? The thing with them, so when they say, like, go get the Samaritan, bring the Samaritan back, 
So I watched this movie, as we've said, like when we were way too young, like TBS, like VHS, for the longest time, for an overly long period of time, I thought Samaritan was a racial slur. Wow. Legit, wow. it was like a racial slur. <laughs> you and fucking like, idiot. No joke. And I think it shows like I watched this movie far too young and also my religious studies oh, were definitely man. not up to snuff. Um, but I legit thought like racial slur was on par or the Samaritan was on par with like the 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 n-word wow that kind of kind of makes you hate simon yeah. more right like that's a good yeah, exactly. background this guy's racist and he's trying to he's bomb racist new york? and he's trying to bomb new york so yeah i like i thought this for way too long like it's embarrassing how long <laughs> i thought that's that. okay that's a very it's okay thank moment. you it's okay it's okay we've all been there it's a very vulnerable moment Simon says, and he gives him another assignment, and he says, you got to get to this subway stop and answer the phone, and you've got this amount of time to do it. They they kind of go back and forth, and they make fun of him a little bit. And then after he sends him to the subway, Sam Jackson's not on board, doesn't want to do it. He's like, this is not my problem. This is, I believe he says, this is white people problems. McLean tells him, like, hey, actually, they found this bomb that they brought in to show off. They found it in your neighborhood, so it is a you problem, right? Which is a lie. Um, and that kind of is you're like, well, Sam Jackson has a, or Zeus's character has a point not to, not trusting this white cop who has now immediately lied to him to put his life in risk. It makes a, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Like, and then he, when he says like, Hey, where'd you find that, uh, find that bomb? And they're like Chinatown. He's like, damn it. Yes. It's like, Oh, <laughs> great. Gets him back. I think that's, it's such a good scene. And again, like it's, it's, um, that part where he says like the only reason i stopped it is because they kill a cop tomorrow there's a hundred trigger happy cops in harlem yeah yeah he's and again like it's just like a nice sure. like it's it's a self-serving but it's also another like really profound racial statement uh-huh yeah absolutely in this like 1995 movie die hard with a vengeance oh and then you get stuck doing that well yeah hey look so they get to this subway station and yeah, there's a lady on it who does not want to hang up and he's like hey i'm a cop don't worry and sam jackson just like grabs the receiver and hangs it up and goes, get off the phone police like, business. i'm not a cop i don't care yeah no he uses the police business line and then john goes look don't do that let's get one thing straight and he tries to power trip him and then sam jackson goes you get one thing straight you need me more than i need you and he starts walking away and the phone starts ringing and then there's that great scene where he he has he makes john admit that he uh, that he needs Sam Jackson more than uh, that John needs Sam Jackson more than Sam Jackson needs John is what happens. I feel like this is when they become buddies. I think this is definitely like, this what is starts point. it them because it for they're forced to work together because when they answer the phone, Simon gives he says there's a bomb in the trash can and if you run, I'm going to set it off and if you I'm going to give you a riddle and if you get it wrong. We're going to blow it off, or we're going to uh, blow it up too. And we're going to play that riddle for our listeners here. And when they come back to us, uh, they can try to they can try to guess the answer before we're done talking about it. As I was going to St. Ives, I met a man with seven wives. Every wife had seven sacks. Every sack has seven cats. Every cat has seven kittens. Kittens, cats, sacks, and wives. How many were going to St. Ives? My phone number is 555. No, 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 wait. I didn't get all that. Say it again. Not a chance. My phone number is 555 and the answer. Call me in 30 seconds or die. So so the riddle involves them having to call Simon back. They, they, they go back and forth. They figure out the riddle. The answer is one. One man going to St. Ives. 
and they call him back. Fuck the wife. Yeah, yeah where the, are the wives going? The Who man and his fuck? wives aren't going anywhere. What are so they doing? Sitting in the Who fucking gives road? a fuck? Fuck the wives. Yeah, <laughs> and so they dial five 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 zero 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 one, and he says, "Nope, you're too late." Well, actually, they they say, "Piece of cake, give us something harder next time." He says, "Nope, you're wrong," and I'm gonna set off the bomb. And they run and they dive and they're like, "Get out of here!" And then he's just one guy goes, "Welcome to New York." Yeah, he's just laughing at them. It was just a, a, a joke. One guy gives Sam Jackson some money. That's the best some part. Money, yeah. yeah. The um, I never got where he would have said Simon Says, right? Like, that's kind of... I mean, you know, whatever. Yeah. He's fucking... Like the only story. time that he actually says that. Really. Yeah. yeah. He gives him another task to do. They got to get from here to another payphone where he's going to blow up a train. He put a, he, he put a bomb on this subway train, and they can only get there by civilian transport, so they can't call in a cop car and ride there in their cop car, right? He's like, good luck. And then, you know, they're like... 90 blocks in 30 minutes. Yeah, 90 blocks in 30 minutes. So I minutes. checked this out. I went on Google. What did Google track? I went on say? Google. I went on Google. And I was like, okay, 72nd subway station to Wall Street subway station. I was like, okay, they have 20 minutes or 30 minutes to get there? 30, yeah. I was like, how far is it? Could you just run there in that 30, but it's eight kilometers? Oof. So they nope. wouldn't be able to run it. No. No, probably not going to no. make it. That'd be a fast eight. That'd be a fast That's clip. a really fast Bruce eight. Bruce Willis is yeah. nursing a hangover. Yeah, so they steal a cab. Cigarettes. And when they stole this cab, you know what I thought? I was like, God, if they had Lime scooters right now, they'd be sitting pretty. Oh, they'd be laughing. Or the line bikes. The, oh yeah, those line bikes. bikes. So you get those line bikes up to twenty five k. Like you're you're moving a good. It would club. have been a nice ride through the park. It wouldn't have been right. You know, yeah. So that's multiple what, felonies. That's what John says. John says I know where I'm going. Zeus says no. I used to drive a cab. Trust me. He's like no. I I I'm going through the park. It's faster. He's like no. I told you. Like through the park. Park drives always jam this time of day. And he just looks at me. And goes. I never said park drive. I said through the park. And just fucking takes this cab into Central Park. Going. I don't know. Seventy. Yeah, it's so awesome. Yeah, this like cab scene whole... is well done. And then, but then he gets through the park, and then he starts driving on the sidewalk. And I was looking at that like I visited New York. My I got an aunt that lives there. There's no way that there would be a sidewalk in Man- in the middle of Manhattan that would be that not crowded. Like there would have been. Fun. No, this is not. This is ninety five. This thousands, is before thousands. This of is people. before broken windows. Yeah. Um, before they cleaned up New York, so there weren't a ton of people there. Probably was it. This was before no, Broken Windows? This is, I think this is before um, no, Giuliani. But st- yeah, it is definitely before Giuliani. Yeah, but still, like, Giuliani got COVID this week, that dumb yeah, fuck. Uh, yeah. <laughs> speaking, <laughs> of, when, speaking of America's mayor, he's a psycho. Exactly, yeah. I, like the, I like when the other guy gets in the taxi cab and tells Zeus to like drive him. Yeah. He's like, your, your light's on. How about you do this? Drive me or I have your badge revoked. Right. And I guess Zeus is really concerned about this random taxi cab's badge. And so he's like, all right, let's roll. And just... <laughs> so what so happened nice. is they split up. So that's why Zeus is in the cab alone, because John mm-hmm. gets out after the, the park. They chase a fire truck for a little while. And then he says, we're ahead of the train. I'm going to get on the train. You go to the phone. That way you can answer the phone and I can try to find the bomb. And hopefully one of us does it. Right. And yeah, by the time back, I got yours, by the time he's done driving there, this, uh, the business guy in the back of the cab looks like he's basically shit himself. Uh, Sam Jackson runs into the uh, subway and he jumps to the turnstile and he heads down to the phones. Again, another great race, race relations situation yeah, is coming it, up. Yeah, fucking jumping turnstiles and the guy comes down with a gun pulled on him and is like, yeah, don't, like, don't, you know, don't fucking move. And he's very nervous and they show him. He's like shaking and, and, and Sam Jackson's just standing there. They show cut to John. He's looking on this uh, train for this bomb. Uh, he does find it. 
uh, and he opens it up and he detaches it from the wall and he's looking at it and then it starts mixing, which to me, this was this was a bit of a tell because the phone was ringing but hadn't been picked up yet, so they hadn't had a chance to like answer and he's already mm. mixing the bomb. So you kind of go like, is he going to blow this up no matter what? But uh, Zeus answers the phone. He says, hey, McLean's not there. Simon Simon says, you broke the rules, and uh, he's going to blow it. And, <laughs> and Zeus looks at the cop, and he's like, you want to trust me on this. You want to get down. And like, gets down on the ground <laughs> and covers his head. Now, McLean throws the bomb out of the back of the train. And what did you guys think of this train explosion? Because I thought it was unreal. Like the, I thought the, it was really well done. I thought it was yeah, so this, good. This was there, one of those effects. Is there a universal ride like this? I don't know, but this stunt was unreal. It blows up the track and it kind of, a uh, train, and it kind of rushes up the track and half derails and pops up out of the ground. It was fucking dope. There is something at universal like, like this. Yeah, like I think yeah. it was a twister thing where the bus right. comes sliding in, but... But yeah, yeah, it it definitely reminded me of that, and you could definitely tell. Okay, this was really done. Like they they did this. They they blew up a train and and watched it come across a uh, fake set. But it was yeah, it was. I do awesome. want to I do want to talk about the bomb though, and this is one thing I thought. So you remember Charles blowing up the chair, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, that was like a a dust size particle. Yeah, some inconsi- inconsistencies the with chair. the explosion size. For There's sure. some inconsistency with this because like this thing you saw, it's thousands of times bigger than this dust particle and it blows up this train, doesn't even destroy the train, just derails it. Obviously destroys a lot. No one dies. Yeah, that like is a good One person's point. like their pacemaker stopped. And so they, this is the one thing where I was like, okay, I get they had to have that scene with Charles so he can get the chair shoved up his ass <laughs> if that makes sense. But... I was like, you know, they kind of lost it there, but that the the explosion and then it going and then Bruce Willis like surviving it and coming out laughing is just so John McClane. Mm-hmm. Like that's like this is when John McClane shows up. So die hard he shows up. He shows up just before this when he jumps on top of the train. That's true because yeah. there is that moment of hesitation idea. when he just like you're just yeah. like ah John doing John things. The um, <laughs> yeah and Ryan to your point the other tell was the trigger. Because they show the the train going over the tracks, like it's not like oh, Simon's correct. gonna stop the train. Yeah. So there's two, you know. When it and they, pulls over that, it was yeah. gonna blow no matter what. It does a good job of what action movies should do, uh, to progress. Because you're right, this movie does have a lot of moving parts, but they do a lot of excellent sort of foreshadowing in the dialogue. It's the opposite of Die Hard too. Too many yeah. moving parts in that movie that didn't connect at all. In this one, they really connect well. But they and they write that into the dialogue because they kind of walk you through it, which you don't usually like in like a complex drama. But if you're trying to just focus on the action and you like making those minor connections, because Charlie talks about how oh it can be donated or uh, detonated from a remote detonator, and then there's a few other points. But yeah, um, no, this movie does a fantastic job of that. So it blows up. John even thinks about it at the time after this when before Simon calls again, he talks to Zeus about. 90 blocks of 30 minutes. That bomb was going off. That bomb went off way too quick. Like, you answered the phone. So he's gluing into this, hey, something's not right here. He's a good... Like, this John McClane's a good cop. Like... I don't think he was understanding it at that point after the explosion, but no. he definitely catches on to it um, relatively quick. But... So he gets pulled... But uh, he's after... cluing in. He's cluing in. His his spidey sense is tingling. That's sure. He yeah. gets pulled aside by these government goons, uh, just guys in suits, put him in a van, start showing him pictures, asking him questions. He, um, he's like, I don't, you know, you're wasting my time. You guys, I don't, you know everything I know about what's going on so far. It's a guy. He's called Simon. He's calling me. He's giving me a hard time. 
And this is where they reveal, you know, they ask him, hey, does the, main, does the name Gruber mean anything to you? And we, oh, of course, great. see a flash of him dropping Hans Gruber off Nakatomi Tower. Hans. Booby. Hans. Booby. Booby. Um, and they say that, you know, I, I like that there's a couple of cops behind him that are like, is this that L.A. thing? Like, that's how famous it is, like, that thing in L.A.? Because that's, that's a crazy thing. Imagine if that happened to you and you just went back to your day job. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, the Hans Gruber uh, relation revelation of Simon being Hans Gruber's brother is a revelation as big as the ending of Sixth Sense. No. Whoa. No way. This this revelation is massive. No way. It's just like... You're blows gonna, your mind. You're gonna also. I think it's. You're gonna yeah, also defend that amazing. take on the next on the next podcast. Yeah. Along with Pacific Rim. As an off- the way they connect the worlds, I think it's big. It's massive. It's pretty big, but not six tenths big. So I'm just saying, think about it. Anyway, so uh, yeah, they connect the dots. I didn't like this scene. I don't like the. It was kind of funny. The two FBI agents. I didn't like the guy in the back because they keep on looking at him, and you're just like, he's like I guess the CIA it guy. Sets you that don't up, talk about like, him. Who's who, who, oh, it's a, he's a spook. Mm-hmm. That's what they call CAA guys, yeah. But um, I like how the this is again the Simon makes it known that he's basically watching the van. This is the second time that it's made known that he's watching everything, and literally no one scans like the top of the buildings or anything like that. And because he's like literally just above them, he's like, yeah. oh, he because the next scene is him being like. He took the bait. They took they the bait. It. It's like yeah. nobody just like goes out of the van and be like looks around. Like, hey, let's check the, the let's check the roofs. Maybe I don't know. Right. I so guess while so. while Simon is watching that van, though, he he calls them. He calls them all in the van. Like you said, he he's watching them. He knows they're all together, and he tells them that he's put that same explosive that just blew up the uh, train. He's put twenty four hundred pounds of it in a New York public school. If they try to evacuate the schools, they're going to detonate it unless McLean and Zeus get to another payphone and solve his other problem and if they have to get there with no police no vehicles and if anybody uses a police radio he's gonna blow the school so he's basically just like handcuffing these guys yeah just keeps them just keeps them busy busy work basically right i thought they did a good job because then they flashed to the uh switchboard right they got the yeah. switchboard the random switchboard operator she's like whole damn city called 911 that's later in the movie but at this point she's like why is everybody operating oh cuz we're handling all police communication they're like what the fuck like they do a good job of pointing out logistically how difficult this would be like yeah, how much it's, chaos it's this would throw everybody into yeah um he also yeah he points he's watching he does the bait they took the bait that was good yeah and then it flashes to, i think the next scene is when like all the dump trucks start coming in. That's right. We see that Jeremy Irons' character, Simon, uh, shows up on Wall Street. Now he's in a suit. And he's talking with an American accent. And we realize, okay, uh, uh, maybe slightly bigger plans than just terrorism. So the, they, they're talking to this guy. Uh, they talk to the cop, Ricky, and they're like, we're the construction crew. They brought us in because of the explosion. We're here to clean up the train stuff. And he's like, yeah, okay, sure. And they just Way too l- quick. L- Way yeah, too quick. These Way co- too quick. This cop is dumb. And they just start... Well, post-9-11, in a post-9-11 world, this isn't happening, no. but this is pre-9-11. They just start loading crew, uh, uh, loading equipment into this hole, like an absurd amount of equipment going down. Like a tank? Yeah. Uh, multiple bobcats? So a couple things. They reference the they reference the dump truck's theft in the first scene in the van. Yeah. And John says, oh, it's just insurance fraud. They're just selling them in California or whatever, right? And then um, they reference that... And, oh, fun fact, do you know how many dump trucks it would have actually taken to do this? 
This a is lot more than a lot more than fourteen. Yeah, so McTiernan said heavy. this is a really this is a really big plot hole in the whole movie. It would have taken four hundred and eighty dump trucks to do this to pull off this heist. But Tuck, you spoiled the big reveal. They're stealing gold. Sorry, sorry. They're stealing gold. Yeah, right? this is but this is the this is the scene that it comes up in right, and this is the where the true nature of the sinister villain uh, Simon Gruber comes to light i think the uh the best uh, you're introduced to a couple more characters to matthias targo what a name um, played by nick wyman and the best thing about matthias targo he doesn't have a lot of scenes in the movie but most of them are him just riding on the side of a vehicle looking angry loves to look angry that's his move. and then just jumps off the vehicle waves his arms around and then he gets back on a different vehicle this time the whole boring machine rides yeah, the side of that jumps a, off that one same. waves his hand angrily right this is where we see all these guys going into the hole with the equipment and then we see um simon with a suit going into this local bank and he's talking hey i'm here to have a meeting with this guy they're chit-chatting oh the big explosion has caused all these problems with our alarms and then you see in the background that the goons are taking out the security guys and we see a slow zoom out and we see it's actually the bank is the federal reserve and then they show the the storehouses underneath and like 400 dump trucks no shit because there is a lot of fucking gold down 480. here. and gold's heavy it, yeah. yes and gold's like crazy it is heavy. heavy and then the other thing is i i find it hilarious that i and i don't know what gold bars are like but gold itself is quite malleable yeah. And so I don't know if you can necessarily use like all these backhoes and caps yeah, you'd think to, like, you would just fuck ram up, the right? gold around. You're going to fuck up the gold. It I would mean, damage it a bit, but I think you'd still get like you're going to melt it down. And I don't know how you're going to sell it. That's the other thing. How are you going to fence all this gold? Yeah. Go one of those cash for gold places. It's uh, you, you can. Uh, how much money do you have? You can either get one gold bar or a PS5. So <laughs> do you think Matthias Targo is just angry because he didn't realize his dream of becoming a garbage man? And that's why he decides to ride on the side of these vehicles all the time. <laughs> Probably. He just seems really angry, but he nails it. He nails yeah, it each time. He does. That tunnel boring machine is the same one they used in Ocean's Eleven. Like, there's there's that Ocean's Thirteen. <laughs> Sorry. Like, I can't believe they have this. Like, that was you you mentioned it, but the amount of equipment that they have, it's unreal. And the amount of men that they have on their team. Yeah. It's like, like, holy shit. How are you going to get 200 guys on your squad to keep quiet about the crime you're doing? That's nuts. It's, what was it? And this is New York. Like, I'm pretty confident that most, most construction workers that are going to be working to try to fix a subway station don't look like Swedish moms. Well, and here's no. the other problem is, is even though it was just after the explosion, these guys are rolling in to do work. You know there would have been a union guy there asking why it wasn't oh, union, union crews doing the job, sure. right? Who the fuck are these guys? There's it's a, not going to fly it, in New York. It's also still a crime scene. Like, it's a crime yeah. scene. A bomb yeah. went off. Anyways, we got we got to get past the... Sorry. This is, I would say, the shakiest part of the story for me is this whole thing, like 200 guys rolling in with your equipment. But we see now that they're trying to steal gold. But right? We're like, oh, shit. I'll say this. Okay. This is the shakiest part of the story. But at this point, it doesn't matter because this movie is so good. Like this, this it's still great. in Die Hard 2, all of these shaky parts make the movie so much worse. This one, it's just like one of those ones because this setup has been so good and because you've been introduced to the fact that this is Hans Gruber's brother. So that family, which John references later, just loves to make money like they're just thieves. That's that's the motivation. You can suspend disbelief a bit by saying, OK, well, I they, think that this is also like the point of the movie where like things just start popping off yeah. real quick and um i tried to watch this movie a couple times with my girlfriend now 
and she falls asleep at this point every time. No. And this last time she woke up and she's like, does John McClane even do anything? Like, what oh has he God. done? So this, and I was just like, I'm for, for one, like, I can't believe we're saying this or you're saying this is hurtful, hurtful stuff, but no, he does so much. But now is when it starts popping off. Yes. Like the real John McClane's about to come out. He's going to get sweaty. He's going to get dirty. He's going gonna... to get bloody. And he's going to he's gonna shoot things. He's going to bleed amazing. a lot because his blood is thin from the overdose of aspirin. But yeah, right after the... So they, they get sent to the elephant fountain, right? What is it? Ryan, a... you know this elephant Yeah, one, what has right? four legs and always, is always ready to travel. Elephant. Elephant. It's an elephant. You brought job. this to our yeah. Dungeons and Dragons. That's though. right. So this problem, this uh, so they're about to do another riddle and I'll insert that here i trust you see the message it has a proximity circuit so please don't run yeah i got it we're not gonna run now we turn this thing off on the fountain there should be two jugs do you see them a five gallon and a three gallon fill one of the jugs with exactly four gallons of water and place it on the scale and the timer will stop you must be precise one ounce or more or less will result in detonation if you're still alive in five minutes, we'll speak Wait, again. wait a sec! And I actually, I took this problem and I incorporated it into a Dungeons & Dragons game that I was running once, and, and the team had to solve this problem. And about, I wasn't using jugs and explosions, I was using fantasy D&D shit, but the math problem was the same. And, like, a few minutes into it, Kane was just like, wait a minute, this is Die Hard 3. <laughs> and, like, everybody else playing with us was like, what? And then he, like, immediately yeah. got it. I think I think I got it. Like we, he was like, "You got to get in this door, and there's two jugs and this pedestal." And I just went, "Is this the Die Hard Three thing?" And Ryan's like, "Yeah, it's a Die Hard." <laughs> yeah, I was really happy. Yeah. So, yeah, fill up the. So I will say five, that I, I I always forget. Well, um, we we're, we played yeah. the riddle, and there's actually two ways you can do it. And I always forget it. I know I know how to do it, but I always forget yeah. it. And then when I watch the movie, I, got I have it. to do it again. I so got it. Ready? I, yeah. Go you, ahead. You ready? You well, what's this? the uh, yeah? Go ahead. You fill up the five. You dump the five into the three. You dump the three, so now you got two in the five. You dump the two into the three. You fill up the five again. You dump one into the three, and then you got four. I don't know if that's true. I need pictures to follow. That's one hundred percent true. He Thank nailed you, it. Thank you. Kate. He disarmed the bomb <laughs> and he left it on the elephant statue, just like the kid could pick it up. So I love this part for two reasons. There's one. Uh, Sam Jackson says a kid could pick it up and John goes yeah and then just goes away like he's like you better grab it this proves it. that John was suspended because he shot a kid yeah. <laughs> I blew up a kid <laughs> <laughs> with the bomb I disarmed and then this this line is referenced later when the when the crew is going to leave the bomb and the, the the bad guy goes well a kid could find it and it's yeah. like oh okay they got a heart yeah well I mean just because you steal gold and your ex East German military doesn't mean you want to blow up yeah, kids. They're soldiers. What are you, not a New monsters. York City cop? Uh, but, they uh, get another. They get another hint. Uh, what is 20, 21 out of forty-two? And it's and they get Yankees tickets attached to it. So they're like, I guess we go to Yankee Stadium. And on the way there, um, th- some kids run out of a bodega. They're shoplifting, and they kind of tackle oh, yeah. him. And John's just like, "What the fuck are you doing? Come on!" And I love this line from the kid. He's like, are "You kidding me? There's no cops around anywhere. They're all gone. It's." Christmas, you could steal City Hall, and I'm like, yes, Christmas shout out, yes. I love the like the thick New York accent oh, yeah, this too. Kid was great. The kid, like, it's just so good. Uh, when he clicks. says it's Christmas, you could steal City Hall. You, you know, um, John gets this look in his eyes, and he says like to Zeus, "You got to come with me." And they they steal these kids' bikes, 
and they bike back to Wall Street. <laughs> and he says, he says, okay, answer answer this. What is it that Wall Street has a ton of but doesn't have any? Or what is it they have none of and have a and then something else they have plenty? And, and Sam Jackson's like, why are you doing riddles now? What's going on with the yeah. riddles? And it's like there's no schools. There's a shitload of banks. And this is when you know like for sure like, okay, it's click for him. He knows that something's up with this. Do you think John is a cop like – goes to investigate like normal crimes well he's a what is he a lieutenant i don't know what a lieutenant lieutenant, so he's got a he's got he's probably homicide well let's uh even if we jump ahead to the next die hard movie uh live free or die hard he's sent on like a pretty general assignment go go pick up this guy and bring him in i don't think you send like a homicide detective to do that i think he was just on the way home like i think he was just in the area he was there because he was spying on his daughter yeah, they needed but people. That's for next and they week. lowjacked the cars, and they were like, so, "Well, your car's lowjacked. We know you're there." Couple so, of things. He, he like, might be a detective. We don't. This know. scene, when when John gets it, like the camera angle, and combined with a lot of the scenery shots that he does, Michael Bay has to be inspired by. Material. Oh, it's the spin. It's the the move yeah. up and spin. Like, yeah, this is a Michael Bay move. But um, so he they figure it out. John goes back to the reserve. They do two things. Sam Jackson gives the bomb to the fake cops. Fake fake cops take the bomb. And then John goes in and he he's checking everything out. So this is where he meets the fake Six, cops. Six nine nine one. Yeah, sees that great elevator scene. Marvel is movie on elevator scene. They yeah, this it is. Off. I was just gonna say this is on par with Winter Soldier slash Endgame. And yeah. of course, it's a diehard, so he's in an elevator about to do some wacky shit. He doesn't climb through the top though, which I was a little disappointed. Sam Jackson, they meet down in the vault. They realize, okay, this is well, what Well, what happens stolen. in the elevator? He sees that his buddy's badge uh, is on this guy that he's never met. 6991. And he's already nice. suspicious. You know what I noticed? Um, it was kind of an Inglorious Bastards moment. Um, the front desk guard, German guy pretending to be the fake guard, right, is like, oh, yeah, you know, how have you been? Our guys are good. And then he says, oh, how about that weather? It's raining. And he pauses slightly and says, dogs and cats? Which is not how you say it. You say it's raining cats and dogs. But yeah. it's like one of those weird colloquial phrases, right? So he gets it wrong, which is, I guess, a giveaway if you, if you noticed it. And but the lottery numbers. The lottery every, numbers in the every badge cop, number. Every cop plays the lottery. Yeah. That's what, yeah. So, yeah, he fucks these guys up in this elevator. It's gross. He, he shoots guys on a, on a very, like, these would not be justifiable homicides because he does this later. No, so if it just, turns out they were actually real cops? Yeah. Yeah, he does this later when he rolls up to the when he rolls up to a dump truck and he just shoots in the side. <laughs> it's like, yeah, he's a very happy trigger finger. He's when been he gets lucky aggravated. thus far. Lucky that yeah. these guys yeah. are all villains. Yeah. Um. So he kills these guys in the elevator, goes downstairs, and uh, Zeus uh, came in through the hole, and uh, they kind of both realize, you know, he just tells them like it's just another fucking robbery, you know, and uh, he shoots the phone too. So it's another thing where it's like. He can't communicate with anyone because he shot the phone when he was shooting the people oh, through right. his shirt. Yeah. Right? And so, like, that whole thing, like, why doesn't he have shoes on in a Die Hard 1? It's like, well, he took them off because he had to do the thing. It's like, why doesn't he call someone he can't because he shot the phone? Yeah. Another and comment. he can't use a radio because he'll blow the thing. Another comment Zeus makes is, I can't remember how they phrase it. Maybe you guys remember, but they, they mentioned Clinton. And then they say, oh, uh, Clinton, that's another 42, 21 or 42. Clinton's the 42nd president. And then they go, who's the 21st? And I can't remember how they set that up. They were just talking about. Yeah, they were talking in the car because they were talking about how many players on the Yankees. Oh, it's 28. Okay, that's not it. They go through a bunch of different things, sure. like what has 42. And then, yeah, the Clinton is the 42nd president. They um, they steal the shitty car. Then they steal the car. Because Zeus steals a gold bar, which is hilarious. Oh, yeah. 
this steal the shitty car. The, he leaves it in the he uses it to smash the, the window. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, can you hotwire this thing? Of course I can. I'm an electrician. <laughs> but the problem is, is it takes too long. Then he just jams the <laughs> jams the knife in and turns the key. Yeah. Like what kind of a this? Actually, this happened to my car, so I understand this. Uh, you remember that purple Dodge Dakota I had, right? I do. Yeah. Yeah. So the guy that stole it, he did this to my ignition. So Ooh. this is an old car ignition thing. <laughs> but nobody, nobody can do that to my baby, the CRV. She no. would never. She would never. No, let that she happen. wouldn't. She wouldn't. Push to start. So that's they get also, the, yeah, that's true. They get the rich guy's car with the phone in, so they're able to contact the captain again. And this is where they're 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 chasing the dump trucks. They're trying to find out where these guys are going. So then they think they're going on the FDR, and the big the big reveal of. Well, he said there there's dump trucks going on the FDR, and the uh, the lady cop goes, they don't allow dump trucks on the FDR, but John's get John gets cut off because he's going in a tunnel. Right. Um. And also, Jeremy Irons has now called into a radio show and told them about the school right. bomb. So now there's a citywide panic, and basically every cop in the city is busy trying to find this bomb and deal with the parents. And you know, so back to uh, Zeus and John McClane, and they get to this. Uh, they see a dump truck. They go for it. They follow it, and this guy goes to this aqueduct. And he's like, if there was any, if there was any dump trucks down here, this is where they would be going, right? And uh, he's kind of an interesting character. They, they're really showing off that he's a know-it-all. He's, hey, the aqueduct's 600 feet of concrete and this many levels Jerry. of blah, blah, yeah. And, Jerry's, and Jerry's, like, super calm. Yeah, like he's like, yeah you kind of wonder, like, what's his deal? But it does pay off because they, they – so he sends uh, – McLean sends Zeus to go to Yankee Stadium. He goes in the aqueduct with Jerry in his dump truck, and they're driving down. And uh, Tuck, you brought this up, but they get stuck behind a truck, and Jerry's just like, oh, it's this truck, and he's slow, and oh, I'm going to honk my horn. And then McLean's instantly, like, suspicious. He borrows a hard hat, and he walks up to the side of the truck. And another Christmas touch, he goes, hey, yes. are you guys seeing anything suspicious? We had a report of a guy coming through here with eight reindeer. And then fucking shoots him. Yes. He's a jolly old fat guy. He says he was wearing a red coat. Which again, he, I love how he keeps talking after the people. Yeah, are dead. they're dead. He just wants to get the one liner in. He's got to get the line out. And then, but I yeah. just love how calm Jerry is before everything. Yeah. He shoots him for like, no reason. Just like, yeah, he shoots him for no reason. Jerry's still just like super calm and tells him who the president. That's is. right, twenty first. Tell president. him to find out who the twenty first president is. Chester A. Arthur. Chester A. Arthur. Um, so Yankee Stadium's a bust. It was just a way for them to get shot, but um, they don't uh, they don't shoot um, just the Samaritan because they wanted to get John McClane too. Uh, he grabs. Hey, hey, that's that's not. We don't use the word Samaritan. Yeah, so sorry. Uh, John grabs their truck, sends uh, sends um, Jerry, the truck driver, back to tell that Chester A. Arthur thing to the the police. And uh, when he's in the truck, somebody either phones him or radios him. Uh, Simon phones or radios. He's like, Niels, you know, pick up. And I like this attention. Attention. Niels is dead. Niels is dead, fuckhead. <laughs> like, just exact, like, you could have said nothing, but you're intentionally being very antagonistic to the guy trying to kill you. And then, yeah, this is probably the worst CGI in the whole it movie. Doesn't, but it doesn't age well. No, but it's still a great scene. We blow the dam, and then they blow up the dam. And the whole time, um, what's his name? Uh, Magnus? No. Targo. The, Targo. Matthias. Matthias. He's pissed off at Jeremy Irons. This is where you kind of start seeing a division in the in the the three headed monster, right? Because I would argue it's the I don't know the woman's name either. I'm so bad at this. 
but Matthias Targo and Jeremy Irons kind of have come to a head because he's like, you should have just killed this guy from the start. Why are you playing with him? Like, this is, you're being a magnumolite. I'm not going to mess that word up again. But yeah, Um, they blow the dam. Water comes rushing in. You found out from Jerry that there's a valve every two miles or whatever. There's There's an opening every two miles. John gets shot up out of one of them. Very much a um, diehard to ejector seat moment. Yeah, but this one was better because better. it was a dummy. Yeah, it was a dummy, but it was well done. Yeah. It was a weighted dummy for sure. And I love the fact that like Samuel Jackson is driving Yeah, so by he's driving time. by and he sees him fly up like out of this water stands. spout. And he's like, oh shit, that's definitely John McClane. <laughs> um, and the girl's name was Katya. There you go. Katya, thank uh, you. Um, the police with Jerry now show up at this school, Chester A. Arthur Elementary School, so they're like, oh, that, obviously that's telling us where the bomb is. And we find out this is also the school where Zeus's nephews from earlier in the movie are attending, so it adds a little extra personal problems to it. Which uh, kind of justifies John's lie at the beginning, right? Because he said, you know, they found the bomb in Harlem. I don't know if it... Ju- it can't be justification well, if you didn't know it while you were doing it. It's no. a, it makes it better, but it's a coincidence. But it also, like, it, it points out that Jeremy Irons isn't doing this. This isn't a white people problem. It's an everybody problem, right? Hey, Think? maybe, I guess. He's an equal opportunity yeah, with, he's um, just a terrorist. Wow. Yeah. But anyway, keep going. Sorry. Speaking of terrorists, these two guys in, a, I'm pretty sure, the same truck that you were just talking about are chasing down Zeus and um, John. And they do this crazy fucking thing on the road where um, John's driving the car and he's like, rip out the anti-lock brakes so he can, like, spin around a bunch and shoot the guys. It's just absolutely insane. The fuse box. Yeah, I never, I didn't understand this, but I've never tried it. Zeus looks terrified, and John's just like, oh, regular Tuesday for me because I'm a complete psychopath. So That's why I feel like if if he's investigating just, like, Regular a crime. couple thefts from like Walmart. It's gonna like get way too intense. Walmart. It's way too intense, and that's probably how he gets suspended. He's probably like shooting up a Walmart to try to catch the employee stealing twenty bucks from the register or something oh, like yeah. that. It's uh, a Dodge Ram, by the way, Ryan. It's not a Dakota. I oh, so close. No, um, you're close. So for the second time, uh, John finds a stack of ten quarters on a second dead guy, and then once he finds the second set, he's like, "Okay, this is fucking weird." And him and Zeus figure out. It's for toll on a bridge. You need the exact change, right? So they um, they head off towards this toll bridge, the nearest one, and they see all these dump trucks down loaded onto a ship. And this this part, even for John McClane, I was like, I don't know about this one, John. Yeah, yeah when he jumps onto that ship, it's legit. Well, they don't jump. Zeus was going to jump, and they're, they're, yeah. it's like, you're like, bro, that's this is 150 a, feet. That's a great... I guess they fall. Eventually, they just fall. That's a great... Um, moment when he when he's like looking over and he goes i can make it because it's very relatable everybody's been there like i can make this for sure not me (laughs) you when you're drinking all the time yes but not me (laughs) yeah so they hook the they hook the uh, crane obviously the winch runs up because the boat's moving like you would need to move your ass yeah they're also moving down pretty slow yeah, but it's still moving. Like it's deceptive how fast they would go. Like, they should have. Yeah. If you're gonna, if you're gonna like grab, grab it, your you belt and throw it over the metal cable. Yeah, so yeah, they shimmy there. down this metal cable, drop onto the boat. Best they... death in the movie coming up right now. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, this guy yes. gets fucking yes, this guy gets fucked up by the metal. Up. The cable snaps and it slices him in half. <laughs> yeah, like that's... this is some gnarly blood on 
on Bruce Willis. Yeah, at this point, he like he's getting like legit blood, like that arm wound that he has from the cable is like. I think that's that's rough. I think this is a callback to the aspirin because he starts dripping. Like I I literally have here my notes. McLean is yet again covered in blood because every (laughs) movie. And the best part is when before he was covered in blood. And Zeus was all worried, like, oh, are you all right? And he's like, oh, it's not my blood. Yeah, now and it now is. Now it is very much his yeah, blood. Yeah, a lot well, of it, and it anyways. And it has an awkward... I didn't like the... About the the whole preceding 15 minutes in this part, it had been raining. And it was like, why is it raining right now? Like, it's not cloudy. It's just for effect. Like, that was a weird move in my mind. Like, the scene with the... the scene on the highway, the... When John gets blown out of the hole, I think maybe it's it makes rain. it more more believable that the car could spin around. I don't know. Maybe. Cinematographers anyway. like a wet road looks better. They do. Um, they... So we're back. These guys just jump onto this boat. They start skulking around. We see that the schools uh, kind of we've been cutting back and forth, and, and the situation in the schools is tense. They've got all the kids like ready to evacuate, but they can't evacuate them because Simon says he'll blow it up. Right. Shout and then, out to the teachers in this because they keep those kids very calm. Yeah, they do a great job. And, and you know what? Shout out to our teachers in Alberta right now. Hell Things yeah. are not great. Uh, they're, it's not quite die hard with a vengeance bad, but it's pretty bad. So shout out to you teachers. For COVID it. with a vengeance. Yeah. Um, yeah. Literally. Um, so. we get down to a point where, uh, there's a gnarly fight between Mateus Targo and Bruce Willis on the boat. It's like duking just it out back and forth, blah, blah, hates blah. these nine foot Europeans. Yes. Like loves fighting thrown. a tall European. That's his thing. <laughs> he gets thrown into I just love how Bruce camp. gets like swung around. Like a oh, he picks him up and feet. throws him into one of those shipping containers. Like, yeah, it's rough. Um, this is a, this is a big thing in all of the Die Hard movies is McCain at one point just gets the shit kicked out of him. And I think this is part of the, See, he's not an elite fighter, right, guys? He's gonna lose. He's gonna he's bleed the every a lot. Man. Yeah, yeah. He's <laughs> this just like could me. be you. Just could be you. Uh, <laughs> this could be they, you. They they get to the point where um, uh, Zeus finds Simon and doesn't know how to use a gun, so he gets shot in the fucking leg. Uh, I think the nonchalantness of the shot was very as he's eating an egg. I mean, with no salt or pepper. Jer- Jeremy no, he Irons, grabs, Jeremy he grabs Irons the salt. Is a professional. Jeremy Irons uh, gets gets down to oh, business. He he's salt. great. Yeah. He did have salt. But yeah, Jeremy Irons, it's, that's a great scene. And an egg? Like, oh, you're psycho. High protein. It's stink. It's stink. Uh, they oh, have to start evacuating wait, the schools. Time's wait. up. Wait. I have to mention this. Jeremy Irons' shirt is not a great shirt to pull off this heist. Like, I'm not wearing a tank top. Not even a tank top. It's a muscle shirt. Summer in the city, a, baby. It's hot. I'm not, yeah, I guess. But it's not even a muscle shirt. It's a Euro muscle shirt. Yeah, like it's just a very odd choice for an outfit to try and pull off this heist. He, I think he looked know, good. Okay. It's a tactical tank top. These kids are running out of this school. They don't know what's (laughs) happening. They run out. Even if they're dumb enough that they don't understand what's happening inside, they get outside. There is 1,000 cops there trying to shuffle these kids away from this building. Um, We then cut to Charlie, the bomb guy, being like, I'm going to get it. Don't worry. I can't leave. You're out of time. you got to run. And you think, like, either this guy's going to miraculously fix this in the last second or he's going to blow the fuck up, and you don't know which one it's going to be. All of a sudden, like, about to go, springs a leak. Starts spraying him in the face, and it's a fake bomb. Syrup. It's syrup. And we cut to the boat where we have uh, McLean and Zeus tied up now, and we see the biggest fucking bomb I've ever seen. This thing is huge. <laughs> they strap McLean and Zeus to the top of the bomb. Which I like that. It's unnecessary, yeah. but it's a power move. And <laughs> and Jeremy Marins is leaving, and he goes, can I get you anything? And he goes, I got a motherfucker of a headache. Can I have 
you got any aspirin? He throws him a bottle of aspirin. Yeah, uh, which is funny because like at that point it's like you're gonna be dead in two minutes. He's like, no, still. Jeremy yeah, Irons laughs. He laughs about that, and he laughs about the fact that when he calls your brother was an asshole. He was an asshole. You have his number. Like, yeah. So, <laughs> they, they bond. They, like, they become buddies. The goons, they send this message to the Coast Guard on repeat that's basically like, uh, we're here for the world, and this is a redistribution of wealth, and, like, we know it's just horseshit. They're stealing all the money. What they're blowing up is uh, a fake. It's a decoy Scrap so they metal. can get away. Yeah. And that's when Matthias finds it out, too. Cause, and that's, again, when you see the, oh, not everyone's in on this uh not everyone's in on this one. Yeah, oops, no Matthias is, a, is, is an on this anarchist. One. Yeah, yeah, no Matthias is on this. This one. next, so. I made a special note of this point of this next point because it was so gross. They're strapped to this bomb, and he uh, McLean says to Zeus, "If I could get you something to pick that lock with your handcuffs, could you do it?" And he's like, "Yeah, I think I could, but we don't have anything." And McLean uses his teeth to bite a piece of the metal cable from earlier oh. and pull it. Out, and it's like a couple inches long. Like, it's gross. And he pulls it out of his arm. Ugh. And they're so excited about it. Just the fact that he, he, like, fought a giant... He's been doing all kinds Eastern of shit, European shit with that stuck in his arm. With the, that stuck in his arm. Yeah, it's, like, it's adrenaline. Maybe he knew. Maybe he's always like, you know what? You never know. I might need this to pick handcuffs. I could take I could take this I could take this out, but you, I'm John McClane. I might actually need so this. So we're we're kind of in the epilogue now. The boat blows up, huge explosion. They jump off. They somehow live. They again. The boat is literally full of shrapnel. Inconsistencies and expo- inconsistencies and explosions. Oh, this for is sure. Like a nuclear this would have obliterated the whole. Well, also the inconsistency with the fact that they use an axe to break john mcclain's handcuffs because he drops the 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 pick right and then he uses an axe to bust out john mcclain's yeah they should have accidentally breaking. set off that bomb for sure no they use they a, should have accidentally set off the bomb but they also should have blown up john mcclain's arms he, essentially no it was zeus it was zeus's handcuffs but they use a they use a paper clip essentially like he uses the same thing where he pops both devices and then combines them and does the same thing that charlie did at the beginning but he does it with an axe, and the amount of liquid that was on that axe probably would have yeah. been significantly more than Charlie's chair. Yeah, it would have been good. <laughs> it would have probably triggered the bomb, I'd say, or blown off were... Zeus's hands. Well, or okay, blown off Zeus's arms. Maybe because they hadn't mixed yet, so they were still inert. And Zeus does give. Yeah, a... I don't think it's going to set the bomb off. I think it's going to blow his hands. He off. does give a big ah, my arms. Like there's a you know. That's and then true. Limp... He does do a big ah. <laughs> And then there's a the limp off the boat. I was at this point. I'm like, oh yeah, they're both so fucked up. Like it's such a great scene. So he finally calls Holly. Right. This is the that's the pinnacle. After the boat blows up, they get on the docks. They're like, oh, they must have got away. They, you know, all this stuff. He calls Holly. He's taking the aspirin, and he looks at the bottom of the bottle. Big reveal. Nor de Lind. De Lind? Yeah, it's a French truck stop. That we yes. cut, we see the French words on the bottom of the bottle, and then they cut to this French truck stop, and you're like, "Jeremy Irons, you dumb piece of shit, come on." Yeah, like, oh, the Grubers, man, they always we give also, away the one thing. I think it was either just after the boat explosion or when he's on the phone with Holly, but they're playing Christmas music subtly in the background. It's like some Christmas bells, and I was like, again, nice touch. Ants go marching. Ants go marching is a big music. Like that's a big theme behind this. It's whole. like a theme for the terrorists. That's yeah. an amazing yeah. score. It's a good score. I, I love score it. On that yeah. It's so good. Uh, we show up at this truck stop, and of course, three for three, endings of um, Die Hard's helicopter. You gotta have it. Gotta have a helicopter. Weird, weird, uh, kind of sex scene. 
where they, you know, Jeremy Irons goes up to Katya and they're and she just attacks him and that initiates sex. Yeah, they sex. like it rough. That's okay. So we're not here to yuck any yums. Nope. Just have and a safe rips, word and she rips consent. his tactical tank top. So that's why it was so tactical because it was yep. ready to come off for this. It was ready to come off at any point. Uh, John McClane shows up, does his typical, which this is Nordaland. Nordaland. Anyway, it's north of the border. So I don't really know how John McClane has yeah, any jurisdiction. Yeah, it's Quebec. They say it's Quebec. Yeah. And then he's like, I'm a cop. That doesn't work everywhere. So yeah, well, he's on there's this. There's also like six states between New York and yeah. Canada. He's on this so. medical chopper and they roll in and some cops roll up and all the goons start scattering. But um, Jeremy Irons and his lady friend, they get in their helicopter and their helicopter has guns. So they get out there and they start shooting at John and he's in like a medivac chopper. Uh, this was a terrible idea. Nobody would have sent him. They, you would have just sent the local authorities. No. It's nuts. But he yeah. gets shot down. He's out on the ground. He's got a couple bullets only left, and he's thinking about shooting at Jeremy Irons in their chopper. But instead, he shoots at an electrical wire, which I, to me, that's a harder shot to make. Yeah. Wouldn't it yeah. have been easier to shoot Jeremy Irons? <laughs> it's, it's, it's definitely easier to hit. Like a gun nut Chris will tell us that it's definitely easier to hit a 180-pound target versus a wire. He will, and also, guys, don't worry. Gun Nut Chris called in. We're going to call him Super Chris. I think that's better. Super Chris, yeah. Uh, and is, he yeah. said he wasn't offended by the term Gun Nut, and he, in his voicemail, he agreed that, yes, the um, the original Die Hard has really, really bad. We'll throw the voicemail in at the very end of the episode. But, yeah, he he agreed that all action movies have very, very, very he, bad Yeah, uh, He control. said some are good. We're going to bring them back on in the new year and talk about one that has actually good gun control. But, anyways, yeah, right he up. shoots this in an insane movie. He's like, I got one bullet left. I'm going to shoot this electrical wire, which falls, hits the helicopter, blows it up. And what does he say, Tuck? Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. That's right. Even to him at this point, he's like, yeah, I got a catchphrase. I'm a cop. All cops have catchphrases. You're <laughs> so, like, wait, what? And then... Again, you could just see him like arresting the person who stole four chocolate bars yeah. from the Kmart. <laughs> yippee ki motherfucker. Like, That's right. yippee ki motherfucker. <laughs> the, the best is the scene after where Sam Jackson, he's talking to Sam and he's like, or talking to Zeus, uh, and he's like, oh man, should we call the fire department? He goes, nah, let him burn. <laughs> yeah, fucked up. Right. So, yeah. I mean, great movie. Loved it. Really good diehards. A legitimately good movie. And then they said, what if we put John McClane in this? And they tweaked yeah. his role in it enough so that the movie works just as good and the John McClane-ness is just as good. Like, they did such a good job. He starts having, like, those, the, the, the car tur- twirling around and all that stuff. Like, the, 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 the stunts within the vehicles are starting to get, like, really intense. And, like, those type of stunts to, like, where you get to the next Die Hard where he's, like, jumping off a plane, sliding down a... Yeah, he's he's thing. superhuman, so and this John one McClane's they're proving a point. More John McClane. Yeah, this was supposed to be a Lethal Weapon movie. It uh, really, yeah, the original script uh, was written. Yeah, and I just read this on a fact page, so like you can fact check me. But um, the screenwriter who wrote it, he said that he thought of the idea because he he wondered if a childhood one of his childhood friends would get revenge for revenge at him for throwing a rock at him when they were kids that's what kind of triggered this writing process but yeah he originally had this slated as one of the it was called a, a movie called simon says and it was supposed to be a lethal weapon movie which kind of works because you can see a bit of Riggs in john mcclain in this right i think it's better as a diehard movie but if you watch i think it's lethal weapon three the one where danny gloves on the toilet Remember that? Mm, the toilet's going to explode, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think this has this has sort of elements of it, right? And they obviously morphed the script and stuff like that. But, yeah, this was originally supposed to be a lethal weapon So, movie. Tuck, 
we'll start with you. We'll do a little round table. Sure. Did you, did you like this movie? Was it good? What would you What would you give it? I'm giving it. Um, what am I going to give it? I'm going to give it ten mixing bombs out of ten. Nice. Yeah. I love this one as well. Like, I'm not going to give it a ten, but I wouldn't give the original Die Hard a ten either. But I'll go solid nines for both. And like I said, uh, very close to me. Back back and forth, which one I like better. Yeah. And way better than Die Hard two. Night and day. Kane, Kane how do you, what feel are you about I'm definitely going to give it a nine as well. Um, Brothers. It's so (laughs) much fun to watch. Like the whole thing is just so much fun. There are like, there's enough plot holes. I think that like, as the movie progresses, Jeremy Irons character turns into like the classic um, uh, action, action villain. That's like revealing his plan as he goes. And it's like almost, it's like funny that way, but the movie's just so much fun. Plus it's so much fun to watch. I'm actually like, sitting here with my DVD copy of it that I bought from Blockbuster for $14.99. And it's just, so, it's just such a quality memory. Just this movie is just so great. The, I agree. Um, his Kane. accent is also horrible. Also, Kane, we got to get you to rank. Rank your diehards, rank baby. The diehards. Yeah. You've seen them all? Yeah, I've seen them rank all. Em. Um, rank them. Rank the diehards. Uh, it's, like I, I had this conversation with someone today when I said I was going to be doing this. Like It's really hard to decide which one's better, Die Hard or Die Hard, die hard, or die hard with a Vengeance. And so I think I'm gonna have to go Die Hard just because it is the original. And uh, so Die Hard, Die with a Vengeance, um, Live for Your Die Hard, like the the fourth one, and then the third one. Uh, the second then, one, you mean? Sorry, then the second one. Sorry, and then that disaster of a Russian one. Yeah, I'd say that's fair. Okay, good ranking. Yeah. And like I think like the the problem with the Die Hard four though, if I just may, is like yep. it's next week. Did, wasn't it PG thirteen? Yeah, it, I think it was. Um, this was, this must've been R still, right? This was R. Probably yeah, just yeah, at exactly. the very the least for the language. No boobs in this. FYI. Hmm. No, really? t- no titty totem. Yeah. Hey, um, Kane, one more very important thing. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Damn right. It's a Christmas movie. Goddamn right. I even have Die Hard as a Christmas movie as a book. Like it's a book called Die Hard Christmas. There you so, go. You can't make a book about it if it's not true. That's against the law. If there's Christmas mu- music, it takes place at a Christmas party. Here's the thing: is it's not just happening at a Christmas party. The Christmas element is integral to the story. It would not be happening without Christmas. Well, it it's as been much an office, of a Christmas movie it been as an Home office Alone party. Is. So that's what Casey. No, it's as much as a Christmas Casey's movie. Point, as Home Alone. Casey's point. My point is, is that it doesn't. The original Die Hard isn't like a big message on the the spirit of Christmas and what Christmas means, which like a Charlie Brown's Christmas. Oh, I'm or, sorry. You get to tell me what Christmas means to me. Grinch. You're in charge of Christmas now? Isn't a Christmas miracle. I'm just I'm saying like, you're the, the be Grinch. all end all for what is Christmas around. and what Jesus. isn't. How right. do you feel about right. Hanukkah? Hmm? Yeah. Shabbat Shalom. Yeah. You want someone just Hanukkah coming guy. in and like wrecking. You're telling me that Santa Claus wouldn't stop the terrorists. Well, ho, ho, Tim ho. Allen sent a closet. No, as it says Christmas is home alone. As our lawyer, I appreciate this advice. Yeah, I would agree with that, but then Home Alone's not a Christmas movie. What the fuck are you <laughs> on? Oh my God. Just kidding. Are you, are just you kidding. fucking high? Are you kidding. high? Unbelievable. <laughs> just kidding. No, it's a Christmas movie. So I will admit, Die Hard, like, upon further review, Love Actually, Romantic Comedy, Christmas, Christmas movie. Did you Home see Alone. how much money this movie made? Die oh, Hard? I didn't look. Or Die Hard 3. Oh. It was a $90 million budget, made 366 Oh, yeah. Nice work. Three, three short, baby. Profit. Profit with a vengeance. Um, nice. <laughs> Kane, thanks very much. As our lawyer, we really appreciate you coming on the podcast. Thanks for having me back, and uh, I can't wait to come come back on and talk about Pacific Rim. <laughs> yeah. 
We'll see. This is an billable hour, right? Like yeah, this is an billable hour. <laughs> you said something about being on wearing a retainer still, and I don't really yeah. care about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, Kane, thanks right. so much for thanks being for on. Tuck, thank you for the time. To the Tuck and Rollers out there, stay hard. Okay, bye. Love you guys. Hey, guys. Uh, super fan Chris here. Just wanted to say, Ryan, I am perfectly fine being called the gun nut. Um, and the gun community, that's actually what we call ourselves. Uh, also, Tuck, you are right. Uh, in competitions, uh, if you put, if you have your finger on the trigger while moving, you actually, you're, it's not even a penalty. You are immediately disqualified. Um, if you guys ever want to talk about how crappy movies are at uh, implying gun safety and or just the improper terminology when it comes to guns and like, how they just misuse them all the time. You know, let me know, because that'll be like five hours of stuff we can go through. Anyhow, boys, keep up the good work. Still loving the podcast.